Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Nate Burrell is best known for his images of musicians. He's shot concerts, intimate glimpses of musicians' lives backstage, and striking portraits. His work graces Pokey Lafarge's album covers, as well as local musicians including Beth Bombara, the Sydney Street Shakers, and Kevin Bowers. But these days, music venues are closed and portrait sessions are very difficult. And so Burrell turned to a new project. It's a photo series he completed in a two-week sprint late last month, and he calls it COVID Days. He joins us today to discuss this photo series. Nate Burrell, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. Now, you shot a diverse group of people for this project, but you had a, um, a very certain idea in mind of why you chose them. What was it? Yeah, the, the people that I was working with on this project, I wanted to look at people who basically provide community in one sense or another. Uh, a lot of these folks are either businesses, actual brick and mortars that provide the space for community to unfold. Mm-hmm. And many of the other folks are creative makers themselves whose end result and talents and, and their work creates community through coming together to look at the mural or to go to the gallery opening or to go to the concert. So it's a lot of people who are either business owners or businesses themselves. And it was a great look at um, so many of the creative people in our city. I know you have a lot of connections down on Cherokee Street, and it seems like those really came in handy with some of the people you were able to land for this series. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I actually live in the Cherokee area, and when taking on a project like this, there's so many avenues that you could go through. I mean, we're a community of, in the greater St. Louis area, 3 million plus people. That's a lot of options. And I thought, given the circumstances and the limitations that society is, um, that we're all going through with it, I thought it was best to work from the people that are the closest to me. And, and I can literally walk out my door and see half of these businesses within a 10-block radius. So give us some examples. What are some of the businesses uh, or uh, creative people that you were able to feature in this? Um, In this series, it it ranges from business owners and coffee shop owners and bar owners. So in in the Cherokee area alone, uh, you know, I start my mornings a lot at Mud House, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of of people do. And so, you know, I, I went down to the Mud House where I walked across the street to Yaki's on Cherokee Street. Um, I spoke with the recording artists over at Native Sound. Um, I talked with artists that I've worked with in the last year, um, Jack Relly being one of them. Uh, you know, he's, he's a musician who was getting ready to release a record and tour Europe and then, then America and all of this stopped. So um, I was able to see those people and, and, and talk about their stories a little bit. And, and they were very generous with, you know, being vulnerable in front of a camera and 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 they showed how strong the community is by doing that in my opinion that's that's a lot to put out there and all of these photos are so striking um but i think what really makes it so clear the moment in time that we're in you didn't try to do anything tricky where you're shooting them you're right up in their face and somehow did it without masks you shot everyone wearing a mask um how did that affect your work as a photographer to know that you weren't going to be able to see half of people's face and and with it their expression well, it, it is different from how I've photographed previously, but um, I don't usually work in a big team. Uh, I'm more of a documentary-style photographer, so I don't carry 
many lights and things of that nature. So I was able to be nimble and, and keep my distance and use basically a telephoto lens mm -hmm. and, and using the masks. I personally am one who is trying to be cautious during this time, um, as a preventative measure for myself as well as those around me. Uh, and so I did ask the people in the photographs to, to do the same and, and everyone was more than happy to. Um, but as far as the expressions, Sarah, uh, the eyes tell it all. If, if you scroll through these 46 images, there's 79 people in the frame ranging from 10 months until much older than that. And they're all looking directly in the camera and, and their stories are being told by themselves right there. I was just there to capture it. Yeah, I think what makes it so powerful is those masks focus. Uh, they force you to focus on the eyes in the way that in a normal picture, um, we have such so many different choices of where to look. This really kind of like zooms in and it seems like there's some intensity that goes with that. Were you, were you thinking on the front end this would be the net result or were you as surprised by it as some of your subjects? I was very surprised. I wasn't sure what shape this would take, to be honest with you. Again, it's it's unparalleled times, and, and the people in the frame, um, yes, they're hopeful, and, and they are digging in, and they're, they're being steadfast in the face of so much diversity. Um, but you also see this uncertainty, and, and their body postures. I think the masks, weren't we weren't comfortable at that time even wearing masks, let alone having your photograph taken with them. So I think pop, I think people's postures changed a little bit that actually showed how we're all feeling. There's a little bit, bit of tension. And you can see all these photos if you're curious to hear about what we're talking about. Um, Nate's website is nateburrell.com, and um, it's very easy to find the link there to the COVID Days Project. We've also linked that on our website, which is stlpublicradio.org. You can see this very striking image of Yaki's restaurant um, and the people standing outside of it. Um, and that's one we've chosen to highlight on our website, but there are so many more on Nate's website. And Nate, part of what makes this so impressive is you shot all of these in a two-week period, and you did this while also working a day job. I think so many of us feel like we're just stretched so thin these days. How were you able to fit all these in? Well, yes, that, that, that is true. I, I do have a day job, and, and I work in healthcare uh, on a project team that is actually dealing with physicians who are having to be reactionary to these new ways of uh, treatment with COVID. So I, I work with a team of clinicians and and we've been working on this. So so yes, it's been a lot. But and so your um, job has not slowed down at all during this time. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, but as far as fitting these photos in, um, fortunately, as far as the time wise goes, I wanted I I wanted to have the two weeks be a shared experience amongst these forty six stories. So everyone's story is going to unfold differently, and in its current state, is they're in different states of duress, essentially. Uh, but having a, a, a specific two-week period allows that shared time frame. Everybody had been quarantined roughly the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. Their businesses has, had been closed roughly the same amount of time. So that, that firm two-week period is just a nice snapshot of, of what this community looked like. And so as far as scheduling that, it was, it was a lot of emails and text messages. Um, but these folks... Uh, fortunately for me, as trying to schedule, these folks had time. 
but unfortunately for them, that's because they weren't able to able to open their doors. Mm-hmm. So, Nate, you now have all these photos up on a website. I know they've gotten a big reaction online. People have been sharing them on social media. Do you have any plans um, for them beyond that at this point? Uh, I do. I, th- I think for now the photos, you know, we're still in the middle of this. So the photos mm-hmm. are still taking their own shape. They, they're just now being seen in a collection. And, and it's literally like looking through an entire section of a community. Um, but in, in the future, I would like, I plan on showing these images in print format on walls mm-hmm. um, all together, um, not a subsection. This is one body of work. This is one community being represented. Um, and I would like to do that probably five years out. That will uh, that'll give us enough time to to reflect on this and work through it together and individually. And then five years from now, I would like to look back and see what these photos actually mean then after time has done its own little trick. Hmm. So do you think when we're looking at them as history, recent history, but still history, we might feel about them differently than we feel about them in this moment in time? I, I, I would absolutely think that's going to be the case just in the, the mere reality that there's a chance some of these buildings won't be in operation as they are now. Mm-hmm. So, and so, that so many of these businesses, the yeah, I mean, these are not places that have a large margin or anything like that. Um, this might be sort of the end as opposed to the beginning. It, it could be that. Uh, it also is a new jumping off point. Um, if you look at the photos, you know, the one thing I do see is, yes, there's uncertainty, but there is a lot of pride in every one of those photos. And, you know, living here, as we all know, St. Louis is a proud community. Um, and, and these folks that are representing themselves and their businesses and their peers that weren't able to be included, uh, there, there's a proud, there's a proud element to this that is just, it, that is what's striking to me, and, and it's inspiring and encouraging. And, and we may not know certain businesses the same, um, but they may just have to do things differently. But I think that the 46 to 79 people that are in here, uh, I think they all are willing to roll up their sleeves and, and work through it. And, and I think they'll be great to look at in five years. Well, I look forward to that day, and I hope we'll look back on this as sort of a blip in happy lives as opposed to the moment where everything unraveled. Um, I'm just, oh, you're giving me this sense of this perspective here where I realize this could go either way. So, um, Nate Burrell, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks a lot. And that website, again, is nateburrell.com. We have a link on our website, which is stlpublicradio.org. I want to encourage you to check out those photos. They're just really striking. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.